All right, everyone, welcome back here to another installment of the Minnesota Sports Podcast here on July 30th, 2021. How's it going, guys? Uh, So this is going to be a brief podcast here because uh, we just did a Twins emergency podcast with the Jose Barrios trade. So if you want to hear all about that, if you want to hear the Twins talk for this podcast, go check that out. It's on the Minnesota Sports Podcast page. Give it a five-star review. Uh, Give it the whole works. Uh, Please give it a follow. Uh, Share it on social media. Uh, but uh, go follow that if you want to hear the Twins talk. We go in-depth uh, and talk about the Jose Brios trade, what it all got, and just everything about that. So go check out that podcast. We're going to focus on the other Minnesota sports here um, and try and just do that a little bit. Um, it's going to be kind of brief because we went long with the, the Twins one. So we're going to keep it kind of brief here. Um, but there is a lot of other Twins and or there's a lot of other Minnesota sports stuff going on when you look at the Wild with their offseason starting. When you look at the Wolves with the draft that happened last night, they didn't have any draft picks, but they traded Ricky Rubio. We'll talk about that. And then also uh, Vikings training camp is here. So with that, let's start with the Minnesota Wild. And the Minnesota Wild with their free agency, um, it's been pretty dead. Um, they've been rumored to be out of the Eichel trade um, because the asking price is way too high by Buffalo. That is totally okay. Um, it's totally fine. Um, they that That's totally okay. They didn't need that anyways. They didn't want to give up the draft picks. Um, and that's totally okay too. We talked about this last week about the NHL draft. Um, and... Um, the Wild had two first-round picks. They ended up taking uh, two pretty solid players. They kind of had to draft for need a little bit, but that's kind of the way it goes sometimes. Um, they end up drafting for need. They take uh, – pulling it up here just to make sure I get the names right. Um, but I believe they took a defenseman and a goalie. Um, but the goalie they took actually kind of fell into their laps. So that one actually worked out uh, for them. And uh, also in the second round, snagging Jack Peart of Grand Rapids. That was another big one. Um, that they'll get um, set to play his college hockey over at uh, St. Cloud State. So that's got to, as a BSU alum, Bemidji State, um, have to dock him a little bit for that, um, playing for the Huskies. But looking here with the Wild, um, and num- they had the number 20 pick here from Edmonton, and they took Jesper Wallstead, uh, the goalie. Um, Wallstead uh, is a Sweden-born goalie, um, 18-year-old, whose strongest assets are his calmness and technical command. Um, and just looking at, for all this, the wild, uh, got it through with, uh, with the trade with the, Ed- they traded up with the Oilers to get him. So they obviously liked him. Um, Capo, uh, is a full-time NHL player. Um, so need, a, need another goalie prospect in there. Talbot's kind of older. He's not going to be there forever. So kind of have to keep that, uh, churning. He's a big get for them. So a, a lot of wild fans are excited for what his acquisition means. Um, and then going down the line a little bit further, they had that to their other pick here at uh, trying to find it here at 26. This one they got in from Pittsburgh for Jason Zucker. Um, they took Carson Lambos, a defenseman from Winnipeg, um, and they just they had a need for defensemen. So as much as you don't really draft for need, kind of like baseball, because it takes a while for them to get to your club, um, it's not an instant thing. Most of the time they don't show up right away, so you kind of have to just work with that. Um, but um, you know, I, I, I think that they, they did, they did fine in the draft. You, you get more talent, time will tell. It's kind of a slow process. I like getting pure at the Grand Rapids kid, one Mr. Minnesota or one Mr. Hockey for Minnesota last year. Um, one rookie of the year for the Fargo force, um, in their, in that semi-pro league. So I like that. But when you look at the free agent signings, they're out on Eichel. 
So to getting that top center. The Parisi suitor contracts, well, they save $10 million this year. It prevents their ability to sign multi-year contracts because they have to worry about the cap hit for them down the road. It was necessary to get them off the roster, but you still have to deal with this cap hit. And, and when you look at some of the free agent moves that they, they've gotten here, it hasn't been necessarily star-studded. They got defenseman Giligoski, um, the Duluth native, uh, but they also lost Ian Cole. Uh, doesn't look like he's going to come back. Um, they signed Dmitry Kulikov, uh, another defenseman. Um, going down the line here, kind of with some of the guys they have. Um, going down the line here. Um, kind of with some of the players they signed. They signed a center, uh, Kyle Rowdy, a two-way contract. Um, they signed Frederick Gardot, a center. They signed um, Dominic Turgan. Um, again, uh, Turgan was a two-way contract, but uh, Gardot was another one. Um, and uh, Kevin Kazakman, I'm going to butcher this Eastern European name. Uh, they also signed John Merrill. Um, and so I, I think that just based on the way that they're signing, a lot of these guys are veterans and we'll have somebody who, um, uh, we'll have somebody who knows hockey a lot more than I do, knows the ins and outs of it, can maybe join us a little bit later and kind of discuss this offseason when it looks like it's more rounded out, but you, it just hurts their ability to go get players. And they also have to worry about Kaprizov's contract. So they weren't going to be as aggressive in free agency in the offseason as maybe wanted them to be, but they'll they're still going to put a pretty good team on the ice because they have a few of their prospects coming up too and i think we forget about that a little bit so we're going to move on here uh, from the wild to the wolves and ricky rubio uh the draft was last night the wolves didn't get a top pick they didn't get a draft pick in this draft at all it's the first time in franchise history where the wolves didn't have a draft pick at all um so they got an extra one though in 2022 they got a second round pick uh for ricky rubio and in return um, so the Wolves send Rubio to Cleveland, and in return, the Wolves um, got a second-round pick and cash um, for Tehran Prince. And Prince is not good. He's a bit more of a scorer. He's not really a defender. Um, Rubio just fit better on this team, um, but it was it saves the Wolves $5 million in cap space. And that $5 million is going to be used whether if they want to make a trade, whether if they want to use the mid-level exception, um, whether whatever they want to do, um, they need that cap space. So it sucks to lose a guy like Rubio. Um, it's a you're, The team is not better because of this move, but it sets them up to make a better move. Um, it's the one place it'll hurt, though, and I'm, after last year, I'm not as high on Ricky Rubio as everybody else was, as we all were, but... Uh, the Edwards impact, I think, was huge for him. I think Rubio's biggest impact the last season on the Wolves was that he basically was like an older brother to Anthony Edwards and always pulled him aside and always talked to him and always did that. And Edwards really appreciated that. He, he loved talking about Ricky Rubio. So that's going to be something that's tough. And Rubio had the same, up, you know, as, as Edwards, a top pick. Uh, Rubio got drafted when he was 19. Edwards, when he was 19, oh, Rubio took a foot. It took a few more years to come to America because he was still playing in Spain, but he kind of felt the same thing. Like, hey, do it this way. Don't do it that way. He was a good guy to mentor him through that, and especially in Minnesota. So it, it stinks to see him leave, but we'll have to see what else Rosas has up his sleeve. Um, Jalen Suggs also going to Miami, the mini ha-ha kid. Um, so, and the Wolves got a couple of uh, – the Wolves got a couple of uh, – 
undrafted guys on the team. Trying to find the guy's name here because I want to get it right. I believe it was McKinley Wright, um, the guy from Colorado, but he's from Minnesota. He played his high school ball in Minnesota, and it was nice to see uh, him come back. So we'll see. You know, obviously you just kind of take a flyer on some of these guys, but when you have guys like Nas Reed, you have those other things. Um, you know, it, uh, it, it sometimes you need to find a diamond in the rough, and we'll see how much that actually happens but uh we'll just kind of see we'll see how this all plays out here um for the wolves but i don't know i it's again the wolves are kind of hampered and a ben simmons trade by the way still hasn't happened um the sixers asking price is way too high for a player that they clearly don't want so we'll see how that plays out um the wolves still aren't going to get him it would take a lot to get him um but they wanted four first round picks Wiggins and Wiseman so Wiseman was a top he was the number two overall pick last year so essentially they want five first round picks and Andrew Wiggins for uh for Simmons and the Warriors rightfully said no so the Sixers are gonna have to lower their asking price how long it takes them to do that we'll see now that the draft's over we'll see what if teams trade their picks or kind of what happens from here but um it's there's still a lot of moving pieces. The Wolves offseason is far from over, but I also don't wouldn't put money on them making a big splash to get a Ben Simmons. They'll make some trades. They'll improve the roster somehow, but don't don't think that they're going to blow up uh, and make a giant move. Um, all right. So let's wrap this up here talking about the Minnesota Vikings and what they're uh, and, and let's wrap this up. here talking about the Minnesota Vikings and with um their training camp has started now. Rookies reported over the weekend. Veterans are here now. Um, so uh, when you look at this, when you look at uh, the Vikings and their training camp, here, the biggest thing, we didn't talk about this because, again, breaking news happened right after, uh, is that D.D. Westbrook, uh, of Jackson, who was formerly of Jacksonville, came to Minnesota, uh, signed a one-year deal, a thing like $950,000. So uh, coming off an ACL injury the last year is kind of a prove-it deal, but the past couple seasons in Jacksonville uh, had some pretty good stats, especially when you consider his quarterbacks were Blake Bortles and Gardner Minshew. Uh, so it, we'll see what happens. D.D. Westbrook is a solid number three option. Now, K.J. Osborne's also had a great camp. Um, Amir Smith-Marset is a fifth-round pick. And it looks like those three guys are going to be battling it out for wide receiver three. Chad Beebe and um, uh, B.C. Johnson, it's going to be tough sledding for them if they want to make the roster. We'll see. Um, Westbrook could also uh, do some stuff in the return game, so we'll see how that pans out. So can Osborne. Um, but I think D.D. Westbrook is a good sign, and the signing shows that the Vikings are interested in filling that wide receiver three and bringing in extra competition, which is what they should do. Um, I think we sometimes get a little bit too high on these guys, though, myself included, because um, I've been saying that they should sign D.D. Westbrook the whole time, um, is that... Uh, we kind of just crown some of these guys like the veteran. We're like, ah, oh, they're wide receiver three. We fixed it. Kendall Wright was going to be that guy. Uh, Tajay Sharp was going to be that guy. Um, you know, there are a lot of times, sometimes you bring a body in. It's like, oh, this guy can't play. Or he can't play. He's having a hard time beating out the rookies who are under contract for three more years and cheaper than him. Or, you know, just that they're cheap. They're still relatively cheap and we get them for longer. Um, Westbrook is be pretty easy to cut. Um, if he doesn't make the team, that's not to say that he won't, but let's not appoint him wide receiver three yet. He still has to beat some guys. Um, KJ Osborne looking 
good in one practice in shorts and jerseys. They've only had a couple practices. This is day three of training camp. And the first like three days are all just walkthroughs and slow. And again, they're trying to go over terminology. They're trying to go over formations. They're just, they're not able to go full speed yet. They're walking right now. They're walk, the walkthroughs. They're walking so they can pick up and run and put the pads on soon. And, and that'll be fun. And that's, don't listen to a lot of training camp stuff yet or don't or take it with a grain of salt i should say listen to it but take it with a grain of salt until they put the pads on when they put the pads on when they put the shoulder pads on and the offensive linemen start going at it and when corners and wide receivers can start getting really physical with each other um that's really when you can tell um who's having a really good camp and who's just kind of making flashes in shorts um and especially with preseason two we'll be able to see it so um it's going to be interesting for the Vikings how wide receiver three shakes out. Um, some other things, too, How speaking of young guys, um, Mike Zimmer kind of threw Dantzler under the bus uh, in his press conference, uh, basically saying that like he has potential, he needs to be on the field more. And Zimmer's right. Zimmer, he needs to be on the field more uh, if he wants to be healthy. Dantzler is, a, is afraid uh, – or uh, Zimmer's kind of insinuated that he's afraid of getting hurt when he plays because – Dancer is a guy who kind of gets banged up a little bit. He's just taller, lanky. He doesn't have a lot of meat on his bones, for lack of a better term, um, to avoid getting kind of dinged up here and there. Um, but Dancer has potential. Um, he does. And I think the Vikings expect a lot out of him, and I think that's why Zimmer's being hard on him. is because especially with Jeff Gladney, who's not showing up to training camp and probably will not set foot on the field for the Minnesota Vikings um, ever again, is not gonna, like, he's not going to be around. He, he's not going to be there. So Jeff Gladney is the next young corner that the Vikings are looking to develop here because Patrick Peterson signed a one-year contract. Brashad Breedland signed a one-year contract. Mackenzie Alexander signed a one-year contract. Dantzler, they want him to be the guy on the outside, and that's what they've been doing. They have Dantzler um, and Peterson on the outside, it looks like, and then Brashad Breedland I don't think has been practicing too much yet, um, and Mackenzie Alexander kind of working the nickel uh, spot here. So it'll be really interesting to see how the Vikings – shake out with the corners and just how Gladney I would say if there's a couple storylines to watch it's wide receiver three and Jeff Gladney he is a make or break guy for this defense uh for the secondary um because outside of some of these free agents if you're looking at more of a homegrown guy it's Jeff Gladney um also maybe DJ Wanham seeing if he can take hold beat out Stephen Weatherly for the edge spot opposite to Neil Hunter there's a lot going on there too um also um Daniil Hunter uh, we'll kind of wrap it up with this here. Daniil Hunter hasn't been practicing yet. He's just kind of been uh, off to the side or basically doing individual drills and everything. Um, and he's just resting. And honestly, he kind of insinuated that when he was uh, at OTAs when he showed up or minicamp when he first showed up. He's like, I'm not going to rush back out there. He's like, I'm going to just take it slow. I'm not going to rush anything. And that's totally fine. Daniil Hunter is going to be fine. I He's a freak physically. He... Can get it done. I'm even if I mean the Vikings' first game is against the Bengals, so I'm confident that uh, Daniil Hunter not playing against the Bengals is fine. If he like if it or if he plays against the Bengals, but he take he's a little slower. He's not his normal self because he's trying to get acclimated. That's okay. Second game against the Cardinals a little iffy, but I, I'll still throw him out there. And then then you get into the meat of the schedule when you start to play teams like the Seahawks and and all that kind of stuff. That's when you want him ramped up for. But I'm totally okay if Daniel Hunter takes his time. I'm totally okay if he doesn't play in the preseason at all. I'm totally fine with that. Um, but time will tell uh, what kind of happens with that. 
um, and Neil Hunter and how kind of his injury goes and, you know, whether it's just a tweak, tweak or, or whatever. And Michael Pierce still um, not practicing, continues to be hurt. But then again, have Sheldon Richardson to plug that hole. Um, Michael Pierce won't do a lot probably to start training camp. And again, you can kind of slowly acclimate a couple of these guys because your first game against Cincinnati should be a circle win. It should be a win that Mike Zimmer, when he's going through how many games he expects to win Cincinnati, instant win. Um, so, and he'll probably want to win there too, because it'll be his first time coming back to Cincinnati since he was the defensive coordinator there. So there you go. Um, there's another podcast wrapped up here. Uh, we'll be back next week, breaking down all that's going on, seeing if any more trades happen, seeing what happens with the wolves, seeing if the wild make a splash and just following Vikings training camp as it goes on. So keep listening right here to the Minnesota sports podcast. Thanks for listening to the Minnesota sports podcast. You can find us on Spotify and Apple podcasts. Be sure to leave a five-star review and share the podcast on social media to help spread the word.